Welcome to the Live Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Mario. I'm here with my co-host, Leanne. Great to have you. All right, so let's get started. All right, here you go. What is the first topic of our NBA trackers or the All Star weekend? The All Star weekend. All right, so Curry won the best the best shooter. Mom was choked. Yeah, mom was choked. I'm not gonna lie. Mom was choked. Mom was choked. And shout out to Mike Connolly because Mike Connolly is one of the few players in the NBA that I respect. Like he's one of the few players in the NBA who have buy hair jersey. Um, he's been an underrated player in Memphis for long. He's been playing for a shit team for so long. Uh huh. And in his first year with the Utah Jazz last year, he was the Mike Connolly that we expected. But this year he stepped up to outside of it. And this is the Mike Connolly we're kind of expecting. And I think he, he put himself in the right situation with the Utah Jazz because he's an experienced veteran. He can play at an all-star level, even though he may not be one of the best in the league. And then to so be placed with an, another veteran who's an all-star and defensive player here, Rudy Gobert. And then, to, and then teaming up with Donovan, uh, Donovan Mitchell, who's basically a young rising star who can, who can get to 30 and on his best nights. So that's a very good combination for the Utah Jazz. And Bogdanovich um, is a very good shooter. So they have a very, they have a very strong lineup and they play a team-based game. But like I said, there's not many egos in the team. And the person who is supposed to have the biggest ego is Donovan Mitchell. Um, uh-huh. he, I mean, he considers himself a very good player, but he does his ecosystem that he needs the ball at So it's a very good situation. I'm going to shout out to my comment because that's good, years, but I think you should also um, shout out the MVP, um, Giannis. I remember uh, ago, you, were, you were telling me about him. You know, you, you said that he was someone that you that person should look out for. Yeah, but so this season, uh, did he live up to your expectations this season? No, because again, you don't solve the one problem you have in the game. Like, you can get better at dunking and you can get bigger in the gym all you want. At some point, you have to realize that see, it takes skill to play any sport. And eventually, you being a physical specimen like that, that runs mm-hmm. out eventually. So, if he's not going to practice his jump shot more or add it to his game more. And sure he hit some three pointers in the three point contest in the all-star game. But if you look at most of the points, they're just easy dunks and it's an all-star game. So that's true. But you know that I think that's what all-star games are all about, you know, seeing the best. Yeah but I still don't think they were no no but the thing is they weren't flashy. That's the thing. They weren't flashy. That's 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 my only problem. Like what Dame, the, the fact that he didn't miss any shots was kind of cool because nobody expected him to hit the three threes that he did. Because that's that's oh, one know, of I the think... things. That's one of the things that will criticize Giannis on most his game: three point shooting and the jump shooting. We're not saying it for be yeah. Steph Curry, but we just need to see. It has to be a part of it. Because people figure out how to beat you in the playoffs. Because the game slowed down and then just like a bit of a wall in the pain, stuff the pain. So they're gonna so they're, they're gonna block you from driving into the yeah into and, the two point to get to get those two to get those two pointer shots off and to get those those dunks and layaways off in the near, near you, the hoop. And if, I can, I mean, and we, if, we can understand that. He's not well rounded. And he can, and his passing is actually not that bad. Enough. He kicks out to shoot as well. But Chris Middleton yeah. and, and Drew Holiday, as much as I respect Drew Holiday, he's another yeah. underrated point guard who um, people haven't really given respect because he's been playing a small market team. 
but that wasn't enough. If they had got bogged down everything instead of Utah, yeah, for that just for that for to have like just a three point sniper, mm-hmm. who is just basically catch and shoot, and you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, but I think we should also. And they have, a, they have a guy, they have a guy named Diva Chins, a young guy named Diva Chins, who's he's, he's, he's been he's actually been impressive to me. Um, since since they since they couldn't pull off the trade to get um to get Bogdanovich, which a trade that they basically screwed up themselves um by releasing information too soon and it ended up with tampering and all of that crap. So they ended up having to cancel the trade. Um, but the thing about the thing about Giannis is that. You have to add it to the game at some point. You have to add something else to the game at some point. So, and the, the dunks, the dunks weren't like, the dunks weren't spectacular. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was well, someone I think that's... we should also, you know, like, I know, like, like, all that outside, you know, like, you know, also, I think one thing that we should really also, you know, give credit to is that LeBron has pretty good drafting skills. <laughs> I mean, like, in all he's, fairness, he's pretty, he's pretty good at this drafting thing. Um, I mean, he's always, he's always been in the process of how players are getting picked into the team that goes so. So because you know, he hardly, he hardly even played, played this All Star weekend. No, because so. he, he didn't want it overall. He didn't want it. Yeah, you know, you just sat on the bench and watch the guys do them, do their stuff, you know. But um, like I said, none none out of the two squads to me were better than each other. In all fairness, are better picked. Uh, yeah, for remember that Joel Embiid never get to play. Ben Simmons never get to play. And K, as much LeBron played most like twelve minutes, and KD didn't get to play. So still, it's not a full set. It still wasn't that KD's team wasn't full set. Even without KD, they didn't have like I said Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Um, then yeah. some COVID, some COVID contact tracing thing with them on Barber. So they couldn't, they couldn't end up playing in the game. So, and in all fairness, it looked like they just want to get to talk about that. <laughs> never look, it never looked like, in all fairness, the most exciting thing for the weekend was the three-point contest and the skills contest. Because even the dunk contest burned itself out. Yeah. So people jump over planes and all kinds of stunts already. So now that you're going back to the regular format and just dunking, you basically mm-hmm. light a fire away. You are now that you're putting out the flames of the fire, you can't you can't use but the landers. Like you forgot the landers. Because you can't you can't get that high and then just come back. Mm-hmm. Like you, we basically seen it all. So from the, guy, from the um, guys in the from the guys in the nineties who were naturally good dunkers to, to the guys okay. in the in the two thousands who would do um, all sort of um, trick shots and gimmicks and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the dunk contest kind of burnt out. Um, the skills contest is always interesting because it's a, a, a basically an obstacle course kind of kind of thing and. I don't know if Steph was trying to make the free three point contest uh, <laughs> more, competitive. More, more competitive. But still, because remember when I get 31 in the first one. Mm-hmm. And then the second was, one was 28. And then for the last one, and for the last one, he needed 28. Because Mike Connolly hit 27. Two 27s, I think, Mike Connolly. I don't remember exactly. But I know the last one for Mike Connolly was 27. And Steph almost choked, yeah. like for the first record, for the first record, more. I think it was like one in two for the first round. Yep. And, and it was the money ball too. But I think, you know, I think it was an okay, I think it was a good All-Star weekend. I think it was um, nothing, you know, nothing that we're good in the history books. I think it was a solid, like a very solid hey, All-Star Stephane, Stephane didn't think so Stefan did see the show the half Yes. 
But you know, you know, but again, like you always have something to talk, you know, about. And you know, um, you always have one thing, one thing persons like with All-Star, All-Star Weekend is that there's always some highlight, something to talk about, something to enjoy. But I think Stephen, most Stephen of the joy, I think most of the joy right now is actually in the trades that are going on. Because I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't even say that. Because in all fairness, when, when, and and this is where I, I, I really have a problem with yeah. um, James Harden, even though he didn't want it. Houston gave him everything. I think basically, just like all LeBron picks, basically picks his teams, I hardly pick Houston teams. So you can't say the organization will be everything you want. Even give you a coach will to make you do whatever the hell you want to. And that's true. I, I think the I think we reach back to our era in the NBA where it was exciting to watch again. Because mm-hmm. LeBron and AD, yeah, they were a good tandem, but Paul George and Kawhi were supposed to challenge. But instead, yeah. Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, he challenged them. Those two challenged them as well. Like, the NBA was going back to the era where it was a superstar, superstar, a second superstar, a second level superstar, and a very good third guy on every mm-hmm. And what Brooklyn did was basically put, back, put, put us back into a Golden State era, where it was just unfair. And Somebody even somebody even big up a tweet like Haiti. Yeah. Um when LeBron did organize the Miami Heat situation. Mm-hmm. And it could still get people like Ray Allen to join the team on for like veteran contracts and so forth. Or for lower like for lower contracts, despite Joe um, Ray Allen being like a legend. Yeah. So KD did put out a tweet like saying why is everybody joining LeBron in Miami? Whatever, whatever happened to competition? And what happens when what happened when LeBron beat KD in the finals versus OKC? In the giant Golden State, make them completely unstoppable. And then yeah, they, they were unstoppable before he joined. Exactly. And then you just make it, you just make the point. You just make it you, you make it like what was the point of the final? And then the following, and then no, you finally say, all right, you want credit. Because you know you get credit for the stuff in the Golden State because other people did the level. No, because they were doing it before you get before you came there. Yeah, then win a championship and lose a championship before you get there. So you now you get the respect of Trillian Stephan Green even though you exactly. way over the edge. And you get two finals in which you deserve, yeah, but, but at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you did deserve, but like, it's, like, it's like you said, you know, it's like you have a car and it's the fastest car in the world. And then now you go ahead and put the best driver behind that, behind the fastest car in the world and tell him to go and compete against others that are way below that level. You're, you're stacking, the team was already stacked with talent. Then adding you, another mega superstar talent into that team, all you did was just increase the gap even further. Exactly, and uh, so even if teams are trying to close on the gap between you, you joining in now just increase that gap further. And like you said, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get the credit because end of the day, those three guys were winning before you, most, they lost before those three you, guys exactly. Were and these guys this. did it before you. So then you, you left and go. you left oh, to pick oh, up oh, an injury, and then well, oh, no, no, no. so you got to book in with Kyrie. Uh, with Kyrie, let's start with the Kyrie, Kyrie first. Yeah. Brooklyn Nets had a very good culture um, where they made the playoffs the year before KD and Kyrie. But they didn't go far because nobody never listened to them. They had a good young squad full of depth. Full of depth. They would rotate the squad a lot. And they had two emerging all stars in that squad Paris Lover and and he had one of the best shooters in the league behind Steph Curry and Phil Thompson and Joe Harris, who his all-around game might not be that great, but he is one of the top three, top five shooters in the league. 
Mm-hmm. They put Dame Lillard, they put Clay, they put Stephen Kendall. Easy that in that fourth, but that's his specialty, just shooting. He three pointers like crazy. He actually beat Stephen um in a in a, in a three point contest at All Star. He beat Stephen. Yeah, he beat Stephen. Um, but as we see, specialty. His all round game might not be that great, but he he he, he, gave, he puts effort on defense. And uh-huh. deadly three points time. Oh, like, like a, tell me, so, uh, does yeah. Harden going to the Nets improve the Nets? Yeah, but that's that's the point I'm getting. I'll lead into that. So mm-hmm. we'll get back to a point at the end of the year. All right, everybody have two superstars and one guy that's like a third um, star. So at the beginning of the season before the Harden. Harden had it. And DeMarcus Cousins coming back from injury. And you never need to play him at the center position because they have a new young guy named Wood. I don't know if his yeah. name is Christian Wood, but he, he was playing well before his injury. DeMarcus Cousins and John Wall played together in college. Um, so I thought John Wall is coming off a major injury. Boogie coming off a major injury. Um, but they're both fully fit to play for the season. You have two guys who want to play with each other. You have Christian Wood, a young emerging uh, center. Um, you can you can put Boogie because he's at the power forward position. If you know that no one's using him as a center because of his injuries, because he's still a very good passer, still hits three point shots, and he can still get your points in the game. So you could have used them like that. Boogie could have been the third guy, John Wall could have been the second guy, and um, James Harden with the usual top superstar. And I thought they would have had a good team because they would still have had the PJ Tucker, the Daniel House. Basically, all of the guys who did already are going, but you get John Wall instead of Russell Westbrook, and you get Boogie because of the So, if I think if Harden did embrace that team, we would have a better NBA right now. Now, like I said, back to the whole KD thing. <laughs> Kevin Durant going, going there with Kyrie, like I said, it would have kept the NBA in a good place because they would have KD and Kyrie at the time. And Brooklyn did have to give up like a lot of a lot of those same young guys who, who got Brooklyn to where they are. Mm-hmm. It was basically like like for nothing because they got traded. Kyrie exactly. Levert got traded. And he was one of the emerging all-stars. Spencer didn't really. The only reason why he hasn't got traded because he's injured. And they managed to keep Joe Harris. And they traded um, Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Two good, young, two good young players who fit that squad. So the Nets don't really have a bench. But they won't really need a bench. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They can put them just like Golden State or Golden State is put themselves so far ahead with three-point shots that when they're yeah, that, Curry, that, yeah, by the third and the fourth quarters, the game is practically over that they don't even need to do much further. Um, yeah, but the point I'm going to try, that's true, but what the point I'm going to try to get is that even if you, even if they put out them bench and you manage, and you manage to rally back, yeah, by the time they put out back Stefan Clay on the floor and you're in freedom. So they'll push themselves ahead into a lead and let each chase that lead. Mm-hmm. And then even if you catch up back to them, by the time they get back into the game, by the time those guys are starting to get back into the game, you're even again. At bare minimum, they're even again. Because Golden State's bench usually can't keep them in the game. So that's yes, that is very true. They have, a very, they have a very strong bench. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets don't have that. But Brooklyn Nets' big three to me is bigger than, is better than um, Golden State's big three. That's true. Yeah, I think I'll be good as well because you have you know you have Harden, you have Durant, and you have Kyrie. Three guys who so that's do. that can potentially be big franchise players for, for any team that they go to. So um it is again unbalancing, but I remember I was on Twitter and somebody said that Durant, same thing Durant again, Durant is he's hoarding all these talents. 
to just lose again to LeBron's Lakers come, come playoffs. No, but here's the thing. They, their chemistry is actually pretty good. It's not like they're struggling to, to get it together. I mean, they need to play better defense and they definitely need a, another center, which is why I think if they get Andre Drummond from the Cleveland Cavaliers, yeah, um, yeah there's no chance alien. The chance is still as it is. Yeah, but again, it, does. it shows how the NBA, you know, when you thought that you were moving away from the Golden State type of thing where one team just stacked with, with superstar franchise players. Mm-hmm. And, and then who gets, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And now, when you think that is now being balanced around the league, you have something like that that's just going to unbalance the entire league all over again. All right, but, yeah, you know, personally, I mean, though, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because Omada says that if, 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 if Harden did not go to, to uh, Brooklyn, you look in the West, yeah. Houston would have had John Wall, All-Star, um, Boogie Cousins, All-Star, James Harden, All-Star. <laughs> Lakers would have still have um, LeBron and AD, and them, them have been complimentary. Um, and then you'd have same, you'd have Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis. Two guys who can play at an all-star level under Dallas Mavericks. Then you'd have um, Jamal Murray played at an all-star level, surprise people in the playoff. Um, the Joker, Jokic, the, the, the center, who's the most one of the most one of the top two centers in the league. Mm-hmm. You have those two guys playing at the all-star level. And then you have Michael Porter Jr., who would be like your third guy, who's not really an all-star level guy, but he's very good. Then you'd have him. So that's just the worst. And the way say so the worst could have been much more bad. And then you look at the Utah. That's true. And, and you know, like ESPN said that, you know, Harden going to the Nets is not in a, in the easier conference. That's and, true. and no, but even in the and, even in but the you know, East, like personally, like example. personally. Yeah. Let me use an example the East. If Harden did not even go to the East, the East would have been actually very exciting this year. Because you have Miami with Jimmy Butler, and, uh, the young guys, Tyler Hero, Bonnie Pepario, um, Duncan Robinson. And they made some good additions to Avery Jackson. But, yeah. so you did, you'd still have the Miami Heat involved. Then you'd have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, you'd have Jason Tatum and um, Jalen Brown with Kemba Walker. So, yeah. be, so those would have been the three all-stars in that Celtic squad. And okay. Would, and then you'd have um, for the Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook as the two all-stars in the squad. So it would have still be more balanced even in, and then you'd but have you know, the problem, but you know, like I said, but you see how hard they left the Rockets is extreme to me that to me it's disgraceful. And to me he acted like a brat. In trying um, to get away from from yeah, the Rockets, because I feel yeah, like but, even though he is the winner, I think that there there are way there are way ways to do something. I like to say the starting, the you the Rockets gave you everything that you wanted, and now you're going into a team where you are you you are not the top dog. You are not the you're not the big superstar in this kidding. team. It's Katie. It's Katie and Harden than Kyrie. You have an ego. You have an ego. You have a big ego. You know, can you, and even though, even though you might be a bigger superstar than Kyrie, within that team, Kyrie has the bigger, has the bigger standing because you are the new guy. You're the new guy coming in. I still assume that so even though Kyrie and KD are best friends, Harden and KD are good friends as well. Because I remember. That is true. But the problem is that you're going to have to ask, you know, like, how are they going to play on the field? Because no, that's what that's not. How Harden plays? No, no, hold on, but that's the thing I want. No, but that's the thing I want to get to. They're playing mm-hmm. excellent. That's the problem. The problem is Harden yeah. isn't playing the way he's playing in Houston, despite the type of coaching staff. Because Mike D'Antoni, the coach, um, that coach Harden in Houston. I met him just yeah, no, he is the yeah, he's the offensive. He's a, no, he's the assistant. For the he's a, he's a assistant. Oh, the assistant. 
Yeah. Okay. And Kevin Nash was once coached by Mike D'Antoni when he was the MVP of the league. So even though Kevin Nash is the coach, his old coach is his vice, but he's is now his assistant. And the playing style is very similar. But Harden, I would even say Harden, Harden is more of even the point guard than Kyrie is. And his assists have been at a very high level. And he's mm-hmm. actually sharing the ball with the thing is, it's actually worked. That's a scary thing. The problem is that they, they can't defend for shit. Yeah, because I think... But I they think can't Kyle put up Harden, a hundred and four. be more of a catch-and-shooter type of guy? No, no, no. no. Just he's get those buckets no, 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 no. He's the playmaking. Kyrie is no... He's playmaking? Yes. Oh, so Kyrie, so Kyrie is doing the catch-and-shooting? Yeah. Okay, but well, see, the problem that, you know, you see, you see, when you make trades like these... You have to win something. You have oh, to win. win this year. Because say you 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 depleted your bench, mm-hmm. right? You have massive defensive issues, you have rebound issues as well. And, and they thought DeAndre Jordan and DeAndre Jordan is a friend of Kyrie and Katie, so and, and they brought in Blake Griffin, who is not the same Blake Griffin anymore. Yeah, no zero dunks in two years. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't been playing badly. He's turned himself into a good shooter. And, um, he puts effort on defense, and he's still a big guy. But um, he signed for the Nets now, so the Nets are stacking, stacking, stacking people. But my thing is this: what happens when you guys? Let's say they even beat LeBron's Lakers in the finals, or the Clippers, whichever one. Yeah. The Clippers, even like I say, even the Clippers, it would have been balanced. Oh, I am apologize. Um, but. Even if you beat LeBron's Lakers, which you're supposed to, because you have three versus two, two in that situation. Yeah. So you should be then. Um, even in that situation, I would say that I would say that you're at a huge like you're still at a huge advantage. You have to win. So. You have to. I, I believe that's how it. And failure to win is just it's just a big failure. Just as a failure. Like, and, and, why uh, did you trade all these players for if you're not going to go there and win the thing? Because you should walk your, you should walk the Eastern Conference. Sure. You should, you should, you should absolutely decimate the Eastern Conference. Now, who can like them can score 140 and And half of that is just half of that is between Kyrie. Uh, I remember when the when Golden State used to used to toy with the Western Conference. Because at any moment in time, they could just simply decide, say, all right, we're going to take this serious now, we're just going to walk the conference now. Yeah, well, here's the thing. That's why I know, that's why I write now people are trying to blow them out as much as possible because of those years that they were dominating one of their teams in a, in a rebuilding stage. People, mm-hmm. are, people are putting out extra effort to blow them out. Yeah, because they used to toy with teams. They did it a lot. They never actually got serious until the latter parts of the season where they know when they decide all right then let's 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 pick up form and let's let's get ourselves in top shape for playoffs. But you know it's gonna be interesting because if the Nets if the Nets fail who gets credit but again the credit I believe the credit is gonna go to the big two that was already there in front of you. And the question the for thing, Harden the ball, is, no, but here's can the, here's you what? swallow your ego no, that's to win the thing. a title? No, but that's the thing. Harden isn't the one having to swallow his ego. The ball is in his hand. He's the point guard. No, no, I understand the ball. I'm not saying that, you know. Are you going to be like, oh, yes, I was the main guy that made us win this title? Or are you just going to be content with being, oh, yeah, I want a title. Let's go. That's good. I win a title. I don't, I don't care, you know, who, who gets the credit, you know. All I want to know is, you know, I have, I will have a title. That's it. Done. You know, like can, like, like you said, who, who's going to take the credit for it? Because this is something that is always popping up when it comes on to the superstars. Let's let's see how the season ends. 
Um, for the fights, this for the fights um, for the UFC last week. It was actually a very entertaining card overall. Um, don't think I have enough time to go over the entire card. Let's start with your guy, Adesanya. Adesanya? Oh, I want to actually go over two other fights before that. Um, I wanted to go over um, Aljamain Sterling and Peter Yan's fight and how it ended. Um, okay. It was... So it's Aljamain, by disqualification. Yeah. So Peter Yan made... So what happened here? Yeah. Peter Yan actually made a, a big mistake. Mm-hmm. And he had Aljamain Sterling down um, on the mat. And yep. he kneed him while he was down. Like, you're not supposed to knee a down opponent. Ah. So they disqualified him for that? Yeah. Other than that, it was... Oh, but right, um, he won that match. Um, No, it was actually a pretty even match. Because he did knock him down. Yeah, but he wasn't... It wasn't a knockdown. It was from, a, I think it was a wrestling, I can't remember what it was, a wrestling position. Um, and oh, okay. Aljamain was still down. It was like mm-hmm. he knocked him down and then did I leave your knee. So, it was like while he was holding him down, um, he needed him in the head. And he was in a concussed state. And mm-hmm. I see a lot of people arguing online whether it should be, whether... Aljamain was faking being in a control state mm-hmm. because he got, he got the knee flushed to the head. He got the knee flushed okay. to the head. You see, one of the reasons I, uh, I can understand why the rules are in place, but to a title bout and to win it by disqualification, when the fight didn't look like it was going your way, or it looked like you were about was, to yeah, lose no, the fight. Well, I think... well, well, I wouldn't say that he was about to lose the fight. He looked, yes, but it was still pretty even. It was still pretty it, even. It, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, you know. And from a viewer perspective, you felt that you were robbed. And that you can even, from a fighter perspective, you no, can well, also feel like you were robbed of a, of a, of a title. And then um, another thing is that... Another thing is that... Aljamain wasn't necessarily, or didn't seem happy after the fight, uh, being mm-hmm. that he won through this disqualification. Yeah, because can you really say that? Can you, can you really say that you, you are you won, you know, you are the, the champion if you got it by disqualification? Can you really say that you beat the guy if, if the judges made the decision to to hand the fight to you by DQ? It's not like they made a decision. Okay, then. You know, let's let's all vote and decide. Say, oh yeah, this guy won. No, you, the other guy that disqualified. And like you said, the rules are there for a purpose. But um, does yet does Peter Yan has a rematch? You yeah, think? you'll be or... getting a rematch. You'll be getting a rematch. He has a rematch. Okay then. But you see, these are the things that you know you ask yourself. You know, these are like gray areas, and they like like you said, persons are saying, was he faking? Was he not faking it? And I don't think he was faking it. How do you call that? No, no, but that's the thing. It was the right call. Like, the doctor shouldn't even, the, the bear shouldn't even ask Aljamain if he can continue. He got a kick touch to the face. No, let's say, let's, say that it was, let's say that it was a flying knee, like what Ben asked about. Right? Mm-hmm. Would, yeah. you asking, would you be asking if he's not going to force it or if he can continue? No, you would have, you'd have called it immediately right there and technical knockout. Exactly. Now it's an illegal knee, but it land flush and knocked him off for a while. So you can't look at that. Like I said, if it was a legal knee in the same situation, let's say that he did get up and then he just jump up, he's not lying, he drop up. You'd be saying, oh my God, knock out of the air, can, can, um, candidate, and stuff like that. Yeah, that is true. So. It's weird. It's weird how people were looking at it because they were saying that oh he's milking the situation. He's acting. It's a knee. It's a knee flush to the face. When I talk about it hitting hands first or you know him get to guard it a little bit. No, it was a knee flush to the face. So 
we will be getting a rematch uh, based on how things seem to be going. Mm-hmm. And so let's um the the woman featherweight. Did you watch that one? Yeah. How was it? Um, Nunes won by submission in round one. Super. Um, With that one, it's, it's a bit. It's at a this bit. point, it's uh, it's because um I was really looking forward to Megan Anderson fighting her because she had the size, naturally and the length. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would yeah. pose a new challenge for her. But her skill level as a fighter, yeah, the there's a lot just, to be desired. No, no, like Megan will probably be one of the more skilled fighters that she's fought. Um, Chris Cyborg was more of a knockout or, or more of a power puncher and yeah. she, beat, she beat Chris Cyborg for power mm-hmm. she definitely beat Chris Cyborg for power and so overall so overall the Megan Anderson situation here comes a point in the fight where yeah. you realize who you stand in front of mm-hmm. There comes a point in the fight where you realize who you're standing in front of. And I see it in every fight that she's had over the past two years. Where the fight starts out well and it seems a bit even. Mm-hmm. And then she takes that one shot or that one takedown. And it rattles her. Like, and it rattles her opponent. I could literally, I, I can't remember the fight instantly, but I could tell you the shot where you got so you see this is a, a mental thing not just that but um that men, that I, mental. Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't say that i wouldn't go I ahead would, well i wouldn't say that's the only factor because chelson was who's was a former fighter he has his own platform um yeah he, he brought up a, a point that i i i couldn't do that myself I, I just trained so he brought up the point of at what point um, in any sport, like you always have that one athlete where at what point does your skill gap just ahead of everybody else? Like even if okay. you stop practicing today, like your skill gap is so far ahead of everybody else, you're just a huge mm-hmm. gap where it's not, you're making women who look, you're making women who look, who are actually top level fighters, you're making it look yeah. easy. You're, you're making it look like they're not even close to you. So at what point do you stop what? training? And she made a, she made actually a cool comment that I, I really like. She's like, um, I don't know what was the question at or she just brought it to herself. But you know her, her nickname is the last. And she just had a she just had a baby with her partner. Mm-hmm. So, um, as we know, lioness are more dangerous when it's cubs. Yeah. Got to protect them more, right? So she made a player. She made a whole joke about that. Um, her being a lion and know that she's a mother. Yeah. She's even more day. She's even more dangerous than before. But I overall, that. in a champ, in a championship sense, in a championship sense, what motivates you to keep going? Because she, she, she's holding the type of type of a two division, and barring something unexpected, mm-hmm. there's no fighter in any of the two divisions that she's standing in that skilled enough, actually skilled enough. Well, you think? Um, I think for persons like her. It's a feeling of competition. A winner likes to win. And it is the driving force behind some of the best persons, the best athletes in the world, you know. Phelps was miles ahead of everybody else in swimming when he was shocking record after record after record after record. Yeah, same thing with the Liam Messi's, the CR7s. Well, no, but like, that question has never been posed up front where it's... Your skill gap is so ahead of that. In fact, that she's so far, she's so far ahead that it's literally you know taking candy from a baby for her. Yes. At what point? And she's still training. She's still improving. She's still. That's that's the thing. She's still setting the standard. Yeah, but that's the thing. 
you're improving. You're definitely improving. Mm-hmm. But your skill gap is so far. And then the only girl skilled enough to fight you, you beat her twice already. I thought even lower weight class, but I'm not mistaken. But no, I think Valentina went up in weight class to fight him at 35 and then went down to strong weight. I'm not sure if I get him there, right? But the division that Valentina is, because I think Valentina is skilled enough to fight her. Mm-hmm. Um, skill for skill, but she already beat her twice. Okay, then, so you're not no, a champion? No, you're not. No, well, in all fairness, most people think that Valentina won that second fight. Most people think that it's going to be wrong. So, you know, and again, those two fights were not like these fights that she's having. These fights are, okay, let me talk with you for the first round. Um, see what you have. And then on the second round, you're going to submit your In a Chris Cyborg's case where you can't, you can't play that shit with Chris Cyborg. She was a knockout power for me. She knocked out Chris Cyborg in seconds. Just went off of Chris Cyborg and knocked her out. They got her out of their feet. So the only two girls who could actually pose are after one got knocked out in seconds. And two, the second one, you went through an absolute brawl for two fights with her. One went here, the two of them went here away, but they were both close fights. The judges, and some people, like I said, some people still think the second one was really Valentina's as well. But because the fight was so close and and, and Nunes already won the first one, you know, so yeah. for, beat the, for beat the champion for outright, you beat the champion. You can't have yeah. a close fight with the champion. You might beat the champion. You get what I said? So. I guess it's one of those things that you have to look at, like you said, you know, like, you know, power probably one day she'll get bored and decide to win. No, but I still think I, and I still think that the biggest money fight for her, if, if, if that's a motivated or even the biggest challenge for her would be to fight Valentina for a third time. But a third what, time. What, yeah, but what would be the point? You already have two wins over her in the division that she holds. Again, or, you're probably just doing it for the money at this at this point. Or do you want to write yourself in your history as the undisputed number one, the undisputed champ? And that's the thing, she's the only female double champ. So she's already written that place in history. Okay. The only person, like I said, okay. the only she person, wants to go back in history as the one to defend it the most. The only thing, the only thing that would be scary is if she goes down to the straw with um with Valentina. The, 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 mm-hmm. the weight class that Valentina is currently occupying as a champion. And then take it and then take it from there. That trilogy. If she beat her for that trilogy and for a third belt, she would then be one of the greatest MMA fighters of all that, pound for pound, no matter male or female. There's never been a three division jump. Connor could start with the two, Amanda Faro, um, DC, Adesanya tried this weekend. Uh, so, there have been many, been many double champions. Henry um, Sehuda is it. Okay, so the main the main the main event. Alright, Yana is it. I want to actually yeah. show to Dominic Cruz as well because a lot of people thought he was washed up. Um and like I said, usually when when these guys who are older and have been in the UFC for long, they've been champions before. And they're now coming to this stage mm-hmm. where they're not necessarily a popular guy in the UFC anymore. Yeah. UFC tends to feed these guys to these young up and coming guys. And mm-hmm. uh, I see I've I've seen it backfire more often than not. Cowboy beat the shit out of this um other um Alex. Um I, I don't remember his last name. Alex Hernandez. Cowboy beat the shit out of him. Um you feed <laughs> this guy, you, you feed this guy. I don't remember the guy's name at this point. But you feed him to Dominic Cruz, who has been the champion in this, this division before. Yeah, you have some younger um, hotter guys than Dominic Cruz right now, like your Aljo, like your Young, like your um, Henderson Hoover, um, mm-hmm. like those people. But at the same time, this is still Dominic Cruz. Yeah. 
So there's always that. There's always I, I, again. I, I understand why they're doing it, but I've I've seen it uh-huh. backfire so much, and I still wonder why you do it. Makes no sense, huh? I, I I rarely see it work. I rarely see it work because the experienced guys always use that experience to dominate the younger guy. Exactly. Because in weird. fighting, I think what persons don't understand that in fighting, experience is also a big, yeah. a big factor. You know, you can have all the skill. You know, you can be the best fighter in raw talent and skill and ability and execution. But once you step into that ring, experience is what is what no matters. And if you don't have that experience, you're going to be at a disadvantage against someone who's been there, done that, one title, one, you know, like these are guys that are veterans and they need to be given their, their respect. Granted, them contracts are expired and shit, but yo, you keep on feeding these young guys. So, I you know, I can't so remember nice. where I saw it, but um, it, was, it was music related. Um, it was with Eminem and someone was talking about it. And the guy said that we're in an era where the guys who've been doing these things the longest are no longer being respected for their long levity. We're trying our best to get rid of them for the new guys when before we used to put the respect on their name, we used to show them the respect yeah, well, that, we'll is, that is due to them we'll because we'll they've been doing it for so long. Yeah, but we live in a right now society in general. So um, even outside of music, we live in a right now society. One more interesting thing I want to know is like I'm focus the main thing. Islam Makashev called out Tony Ferguson, I need that fight. I need that fight. Yeah. Charlie Olives, like Charlie Olives destroyed Tony Ferguson. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and again, I don't know. My perspective is Tony Ferguson met a younger Tony. With a little bit sharper technique. But sometimes Tony's technique is the sharpest. Uh-huh. He's just very unusual and throws different things at him, throws weird things. Charlie Oliver has the same type of madness, but it's seen more control. Okay, so let's look towards, because we don't have much time. So let's yeah. look towards the weekend. Um, well, Edwards well, versus Mohammed is the main event. Yeah. Talk to me. Who are you calling for this one? I want Edwards to win. I want Leon Edwards to win. Because he's been on a fight streak. He's had to sit out. He lives in England, so COVID problems. He couldn't, he couldn't um, come mm-hmm. over and, and do certain fights earlier on the year. Then the guy that was actually supposed to fight in, in um, Shemaev, he, he, he caught COVID, um, I think. I'm not mistaken, he caught COVID. So that fight has been cancelled twice now. And mm-hmm. Bilal Mohammed has actually been doing very well. But I still see the only thing that could kill um, Edwards in this is Edwards. Because he hasn't been active. Even though he was, you know, he was on a fight streak to get himself to a title shot. He's been uh-huh. active and Bilal has been more active than he has. So that okay, might be so the deciding factor. That might be the deciding factor. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um we have the so light Izzy, heavyweight. Yeah, so Izzy Adasanya and yeah, Brotherhood. So Israel Adasanya step up to this two or five weight class from his usual mm-hmm. um um, so actually, I think this was an experiment. Luckily, it was also a type of fight. I think it was a good experiment for other side. This fight. Do you th- do you think that he can compete effective in this in this weight class? He has to get better wrestling. He has to get better wrestling. Yeah. He doesn't need to get bigger as a person. I actually, I actually agreed with his idea to not bulk himself up for this fight and just fight with his natural um, weight. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, when you bulk yourself up or slim yourself down, 
you have to readjust everything about you. In any sport, any sport. Mm-hmm. The timing is going to be different. Everything yeah, because your body have you have to adjust to the the added added weight or the reduction weight or that you know how far you can move. The mo- your entire movement is off based on how yeah, so heavy almost like how light yeah. you are. So it's like you have to relearn everything. It's like you have to slowly relearn everything. So I agree with him on that. But if you're but going he, to he do lost this other decision though. So and you know one thing that we've learned over the years with, with decisions is that they can go either way. No, well here's the thing. Jan definitely won the last two rounds. Mm. The first three rounds, I think it was equal. But Jan finally figured out that hey, I should probably take this guy down and just lie down on top of him. He's not moving up for pushing out. Because like I remember you told me that he's not a good wrestler. Neither of them are. Neither of the two of them. He's always had good takedown defense. Adesan has always and Jan they've always had good takedown defense. They like they're they're wrestling is at a basic level. But so you feel that's an area that you should focus on in the in the gym. Yeah, well, here's another problem at 205. He can keep people, but he can't knock them out at the same time. Oh. That's a problem. He was hitting me on wood shots. That would not. But he couldn't, he, he couldn't knock him down. No. And that's a problem. Like, he could, like, if it was, you see if, you see if, the, you see if he didn't get taken down twice. Yeah. He would have won this fight on this weekend. Because he was hitting young way more than young. Yan hit him with bigger blows, which is Yan's style. He's a, he's a power puncher, he's got a hammer. He got yeah. the Polish hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's a big knockout, big power puncher, even though he has good technical ability. Mm-hmm. You're, not be, you're not beating his name at Yan might have power, but he's technical. But you're not, you're not beating his name If you just box it, if you just keep boxing, if 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 Jan did not bring this 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 fight to the ground, he would have to have knocked out his team. Is he's fighting? Is he's hitting you better than you're hitting him? Because again, he's lighter than you, faster than you, and his and his style. And then Jan was Jan was Jan was actually um one of the things about Adesanya that people that 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 makes his kickboxing face a lot of the feints that he threw that the feints. That, that he puts out there, Jan was following all of his feelings. He was reacting to everything. So Izzy was able to pick him apart. But even when Izzy is hitting him, he's such a big guy, he's such a different weight class, that even when yeah. Izzy is hitting him with shots that should take you down, it wasn't really affecting him. So if it was left up to the judges and, and, and Jan didn't, and Jan didn't wrestle him at all. So you feel the knockdowns were the big. Uh, it was the takedown because he took the factor. Yeah, because sorry, the takedown. Sorry, the takedowns. Yeah, because he took him down and held him there for the entire last two rounds. Like midway through this, midway through the, the fourth round, is like he realized, oh shit, I should probably take this guy down alive on top of it. And he did. And then the, and then coming out coming out into the final round, he just all right, then we're gonna do the same. That works. So let's do the same. So immediately coming into the fifth row, immediately as he get a chance to put him on, take him on light on pop up. And even when other son was trying to do like the wrestling basics, you're pushing off mm-hmm. a guy who's much heavier than the guys you're fighting. You're weak that. So your jiu-jitsu would have to be better to get, get him off of you. Because jiu-jitsu is, is, is made for smaller people. Yes, it is. But so, to get somebody which is almost your twice skill level of, off yeah, of your you, skill, it's, yeah, your skill level of, Yeah, your skill level of a video. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's dedicating some years into, into honing your jiu-jitsu to the highest level. Yes, Which, as so, an MMA fighter, that's not something that you are given the the time to afford to do that. Honestly, this But I remember you always said that if his his biggest fault has always been his wrestling, and yeah, if you yeah. can take him though, you have, you stand a higher chance of beating him. Yeah, that's different. That's different. But the problem is the guys we are we, we all expect to take him down. 
end up not being able to. I uh, got knocked out. Uh, well, no, Yoel didn't get knocked out. Well, yeah, Yoel didn't get. Now that is true, but he did knock some of them out. Yeah, there but in this, like you said, in this guys. in this weight range, it's gonna be a lot harder. And I was speaking to, to them was... because you 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 you'll have to wear them down to do that with consecutive heavy no, punches, no, here's the thing. Here's which the is thing. also where you done thing. as well. Hold on, here's the thing. Adesanya can survive this division if, if he makes mm-hmm. every decision go to his job. There's yeah. none of them in this division that can strike as good as it. They can all knock it the hell out. Yeah. Their power and their weight size, they can all knock him out. Tiago Santos may not be a skilled striker, but he survived in the region. Raw power and strength at the end of the day is what and those guys what can rest stuff and, and 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 what and Kyle Chin was telling us um, I was speaking to Kyle Chin. Um one of the RFL champions here in Jamaica. Um I was speaking to him and he was saying that most of the guys in the division can actually wrestle better than Yan. Yan not so good guys. But the Yan isn't Yan isn't the Yan isn't a great wrestler like Oh, so if you're losing to the guy that is te- is considered not a great wrestler, but no, he yeah, knocks them big out. Hands, yeah. He has big, so he what's hands. gonna happen when you come up with against the guys that are way better wrestlers than him? Exactly. So And as it he, as it shown, you were you're not able to knock these guys out. Yeah, but again, it's hard for them to knock him out as well. I mean, if they're just getting that true. strike, they sure they wouldn't. But that's why I said, if he stays in this division and he just strikes with everybody, yeah, he could possibly like win every single match just off of the amount of significant strikes he would get. But he can that he he can land. If he just goes to the judges' decisions, he would end up having to give it to Izzy because he gets off more strikes. But but there's there's gonna come a time when you have to. You have to either you have to knock it, knock these guys out. Exactly. There's gonna come a time when the decision will go against you, and that could possibly cost you a title. And that's where I think that's why I don't think. He's which is what which is what happened today. Well, yes, well, weekend. The the decisions went against you, and you. Yeah, but the decision was correct. No, but the decision was correct. No, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I'm not saying because that it was the wrong decision. I was saying that if you rely on decisions to to hand you wins, there's gonna come a time when the decisions will not will not go your way. Which is what you said happened. What happened this time? You know, the decisions did not go your way, and that happens. Because in the the, I think easy one, the first two rounds, the last Uh two rounds were definitely not. Yeah, that third round, when that third round, you could have given it to either of them, but I think he was late in that third round or, or, or sometime in the fourth round. Jan realized that, all right, we're just going to take him. But like I said, Easy was striking. Granted, Jan was getting in some shots, but I don't think it, was, it wasn't that. It wasn't It wasn't that. It wasn't close. <laughs> a guy like John Jones who can dominate Jan and can dominate Reyes and can dominate all of this division. He can, even though he wasn't dominant against Thiago Santos and Dominic Reyes. Mm-hmm. Now, fairness, I don't think he was even motivated for those fights. Are we know motivation plays a big factor in these things? Yes. So a lot of people were saying that, well, Dominic Reyes should have won the fight against um, John Jones. This John should have went Dominic Reyes' way. Yeah. And the, and the Tiago Santos fight was very close. Tiago Santos left with like a broken ankle and a broken knee. Um, but the fight was very close. And what people were saying is, well, John Jones isn't the same John Jones. I just think he's motivated to fight these guys. So these guys don't give him a, a, a real challenge or a real money fight. That's why I think he moved up to heavyweight. Or his claims that he's moving up to heavyweight. I think it's due to the fact that he, there isn't really a challenge for him in this way. But I don't think Izzy can fight John without addressing him. Either. Because John can strike equally, if not better than him, and wrestle way better than anybody he 
in this 205 grams. I think we don't have much time. I think that's yeah. Okay, I report now. Yeah. Um, let me see. Let me see. If, let me see. If, um, yeah, festival. Yeah, what's the festival? I thought we also Um, the Hindu festival. The Hindu festival. All right, well, uh, that's it for the Live Schools podcast. Join us on the 90th Universal Podcast for our soccer um, segment, I guess, our soccer show, our football yeah. show for all of those people who love football. Either way, uh, it's been a rough start to the year for us here. Uh, we're going to see how consistently we can get all these podcasts. Uh, so, uh, I'll see everybody around.